If you have your Bibles with you, we're going to be in the book of James this evening. We're going to pray that the Lord's led us here this evening for a special reason for somebody. Uh, I've already got with Chris and, and give him the, the title of the service tonight, and, and it's simply this, Be Ye Doers. Be ye doers. And that's something pretty easy. That's easy for Chris to write down. Uh, when you see the heading on the church, when he gives a message, be ye doers. And that's got to be a, a catchy name, if you know what I mean. When you're, when you're running down and you see that, you, you should stop and, and look and, and sort of investigate what that means because it's going to have a huge impact in somebody's life here because if we can be doers of the word, we can be doers for Christ. And that's what he wants us to be. That's he, wants, he wants us to, to be doers. So if you would, uh, we're going to be in the, in the first chapter. <laughs> I got turned over. Beginning in verse number 12, and we're probably going to read through verse 23. So if you would, uh, uh, standing reading of reference of God's word, we're, uh, we didn't able to do that this morning, but praise God, we're, he's blessed us this evening with his blessed word. Uh, written from the book of James. Beginning in the 12th verse of the first chapter, it reads simply as this. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tired, he shall receive the crown of life. Now, now I had something tied into my service this morning, so I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag, but we're going here this evening. He shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to him that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am not tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted, and when he is drawn away from his own lust and enticed, then when shall lust have conceived it, bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. I want you to get that tonight. Every good gift and perfect gift comes from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights, lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begot he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls be ye doers of the word be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving your own selves for if ye be a hearer of the word and not a doer he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass father for this we give thanks. In your name I pray these things. Amen. You may be seated. The very first sentence that 
I read here this evening in the book of James, uh, probably apply to every man and woman in his congregation here this evening. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. There is not a doubt in my mind that each one of us has had to go through that sometime, whenever. Uh, some of us worse than others, I guess, uh, but we've all had to go through that. And, and you know, and God knows that, that we as his children would have to endure that, know that we would have to go through that to be able to get to the destination of our Christian walk of life. Now, it ain't that he gives us these troubles and, and, and tribulations to, 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 to see if we're able or, or worthy of the task, but he knew that was going to be part of our journey. See, things ain't always easy, or, or peaches and cream, as some people like to think about it. We have to earn, you might say, our stripes, if you will. If you're in the service and you and you apply yourself and you and you and you excel in what you do, most likely you're going to earn some stripes. And you might get up there maybe as a as a as a lieutenant or a major or whatever. But if you sit there and just go for for what it is, most likely you ain't going to get above a corporal if you even get that far. And if you're okay with that pay rate, that's fine. But the Christian walk of life is no different than that. If you don't apply yourself. If you're not doers of the word, you're only going to have a couple of stripes. And let me tell you how important stripes is here this evening. I, I know a man that has so many stripes on him because he wanted to apply himself because his heavenly father insisted that he exceed all that he was supposed to be doing, knowing that he would take the stripes for you and I and for the remission of our sins. He earned them stripes, church. Let me tell you, them, them wouldn't give to him. He earned every single one of them. And he knew he was going to have to do that. He was going to have to apply himself and be obedient in serving God to be able to get to his life where he could endure the trials and tribulations that he was going to have to go through for his people. Yeah. Wasn't no easy task for him. And he knew it wasn't going to be. And if he hadn't applied himself or he hadn't... He'd give up, uh, submitted himself uh, to, to what he was supposed to do, uh, he would have never done it. The temptation was there. He resisted it. You know, the, the old devil up on a mountain, uh, uh, he tried to tempt him. Oh, let me tell you something. It didn't work. He tried everything. Promised him uh, the world, if you would. Well, guess what? It's hard to give me something I've already got. Amen? So he wouldn't be tempted. But there was a place for that devil to be, and God knew it. And he knew that he was not going to let him tempt him, just like his children he tells us, blessed is the man that endures, that, that, that can get through temptation of the world. Blessed is him. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. Do you realize what that is here this evening, church? What the crown of life is. There is every head that's here this evening is able to wear that crown. You've seen a lot of times when, when kids put on these big old crowns, it goes right over their heads. But the, that the crown that I'm talking about fits everybody. And if you serve Jesus and you've been saved by the marvelous grace, one day we're going to receive our crown of life. You better believe that. That was in the message this morning. Oh, this is all over the message what I had this morning. I know why I'm doing 
doing this because the crown of life is the crown of righteousness. And it's something that we're going to be able to earn throughout our life and will be our reward, Sister Carolyn, at the end of our journey. But let me tell you something. I honestly believe this, and I don't know why. It's just, just me. This is not Bible, so don't say it is. But I feel if you don't excel yourself and serve Christ in your walk of life and, and serve Him as a Christian, I believe your reward at the end of the day is going to be weak and it's not going to mean a lot to you in your life. I believe that. I don't believe that God gives away salvation. I just wonder how, how sad our God is today. We know how bad it got in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. But I don't know if he was so much sad back then or was he fed up. Brother Ron, he may have been like us. He may have got fed up, sick of it. I am over this. Even though they were, he was begged not to destroy them cities, it just, just show me some righteous people. That's all I want to see. They wouldn't none to be found. Well, let me tell you something, church. Let me give you an insight about this world today. When the righteous people are gone, I can guarantee you this, and I'll lay my hand on the Bible, God's coming back. If he charges his coming until then, that's going to be the day because he's going to get just like he did in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. He's going to get sick of it. His children is not going to defy his word and live against his word and him put up with it. I believe that with all my heart. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he has tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord <laughs> has promised each and every one of us that love him. We're promised that. What a covenant. I, I, I don't know this exactly, but I know there's over 200 covenants in the Bible made by God Himself, and He plans on keeping every one of them. He said, "Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, because that just don't happen. God don't tempt you. Do not put the blame on God. It don't happen." For God cannot be tempted with evil. And we know that. We all know the story. I just got through saying about it a few minutes ago. There's no way God is tempted with evil, even though man and people have tried throughout time. He can't be tempted. He said, but if every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed, then will lust hath conceived it, bring forth Sin, and sin when it is finished, exactly, it brings forth death. Death. One thing you don't want to do is die in your sins. You don't want to die in your sins. Blessed is a man that endureth temptation. He says... Do not err, my beloved. In other words, don't be deceived. Because every good gift, and every perfect gift, is from heaven. That's a message in itself. If I stood up here and read that sentence over and over and over, 
I think the Lord would be pleased with it. I really do. Knowing that every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. And we know that we as God's people, we can believe that. And he tells us it comes down from the Father of lights. No darkness. Lights. With whom no variableness, neither shadow of turning of his own will beget he us with the word of truth. That we should be a kind of first fruits of his creature, the first fruits of his creature, pure and holy. You know, we're striving each and every day of our life to achieve something. Let me t give you a hint on what we need to strive for. We need to strive to be holy. We do. Uh, Brother Ray, because if, if we can strive to be holy, you'll be holy. If you don't strive to be holy, you're not going to get there. And at the end of the day, when, when, when God calls you from this old world, you're going to receive your holiness, and you're going to receive the crown of life because we loved him. And, you know, <laughs> excuse me, it's easy to love somebody that loves you. Now, if, if God in heaven hated his people, we would have a, Hard task in front of us each and every time that we stand up here behind his pulpit. You would have a hard time sitting in this congregation knowing that God does not care anything about you, that you're here striving for him to pay you just a little bit of attention. So see, he's not like that. God loves his children. And, and, he, and he loves the creation of his children. He created us. The Bible tells us he created us in his image. This I do know. He's happy with his creation. And one day we're going to receive the crown of life. He said, wherefore, my beloved brethren, and I think I fall in this category right here, and I'm going to apologize right up front before I even read it. <laughs> Let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak and slow to rap. You know, sometimes, Clarence, we're bad for that. That's, that's the me in me, I guess. We're a whole lot better today than we used to be. I'll, tell, I'll give you that. But I think it's just a man thing that sometimes we like to do before we understand what's on the table. Sometimes we are not swift to hear. It says, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. And we don't. God don't want that out of us. We have a situation in our city today to where the value of lives don't mean nothing. In our projects, and I'm just going to tell you like it is, in 1970s, I worked at Western Heights Subdivision, if you would, and it was a housing project. I, you know, I seen stuff there then that probably don't need to be talked about in church. But they were the west side, if you would. And the area where all these kids and stuff are getting shot right now is on the east side. 
It's a war that's been going on for decades. And I'll just tell you, and I wish every one of them in these cities could hear me speak this evening because I'm going to be doers of the word. You can line up police officers car to car from one end of this town to the other, and it ain't going to make no difference. People of color, hear me as I say this. It starts at home. It does. It starts at home. Until it's changed, it ain't going to change. That's just the way it is. And, 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 I, and I, I hate it for these poor old kids, these innocent children that, that's, getting, that's getting their lives are sacrificed for, for what they do. It's shame. But it starts at home. If you want to blame somebody, walk to your bathroom and look in the mirror. Now, I know some are trying, but they're, but they're living in a place to where it takes more than trying. I'm going to bet you these people getting killed or are not leaving Bible study or Sunday school or anything like that. You know, it's, it's, it would be nervous to even live in them in town today. It would. I, I, Clarence Sherrill, I, I, I pray for you that you're you driving to inner cities, these buses. You just don't know when some, when some lunatics is going to pull out a gun and start shooting. That's right. That's true. Yeah. If you want to pray for something, church, pray for Clarence and Sherrill. They put their lives on the line every day because they're down in that environment. And I'm just telling you, it's not a good place to be. If they would turn their lives over to Jesus, they could fix it. They could. I believe that with all my heart. Jesus could fix their problem if they just let him do it. But you know something? Blessed is a man that endureth temptation. He says, for the wrath of God worketh not the righteousness. I mean, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness. We need to do that. And superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. The engrafted, am I saying that right, Mamma? The engrafted word which is able to save your soul. What is that word? For God so loved the world. He didn't come to this world to condemn it and destroy the law. He didn't do that. He came that it would be fulfilled. The Bible tells us that. And even though sometimes we feel weak, he draws his strength from our weakness. His grace is sufficient. If we as his children will surrender and submit ourselves, there is no doubt in my mind we can fix this problem that's in our lives today. Be ye doers of the word. 
and not hearers only. In today's society, they're not even hearing it. They have put earmuffs over their ears, and they just don't want to hear the word. Because, A, they don't want to deceive themselves. And they figure if they don't hear it, they don't have to do it. But see, there lays indeed the problem. They're not hearing the word. The word will make you free, the Bible says. It'll make you free if you'll just submit yourselves. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if ye, if you be any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding a natural face in a glass. In other words, looking into a mirror is what that means. Just like a man looking into a mirror. What did I say? If you wanted to blame somebody for what's going on in your lives, go look in the mirror. You want things to get better, you get better. You want somehow to, to get you and your family closer to God, get closer to God. You want this to go away, get away from it. You don't have to be there. Not today's world. There's too much jobs going on that you don't have to sit in that environment. You want to fix this problem, get close to God. Get your families close to God. Make him the center of your life. Start building a foundation where God is the basis of that. And like the temple, it can never be destroyed. But you've got to have that strong foundation. In any construction, you've got to have the foundation is the basis of everything. If you don't have a strong foundation, it's not going to last. If you don't even have a foundation and you build it on sand, you're in trouble. The Bible tells us that. They need our prayers this evening that it will stop. They do. They could call in the Iron National Guard and it ain't going to make no difference. I believe that with all my heart. It's not going to make no difference. Pray for the families that's lost loved ones in that tragic situation. Pray that it ends. Pray that God can fix this. Because this is going to take him doing and him being the word for us to hear. If they would just understand this, every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. God is perfect and God is good. God is unchanging. And if we just follow and depend on Him and all that we do, our lives can be better. We'll have a better life.